Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back on Coast to Coast with Joe Lisi today on uh, Pharrelloween. Joe, I'm a big fan of um, Pharrelloween. I got to tell you that um, I read an article in the, one of the tabloids in New York the other day with some grumpy stiltskin complaining about Halloween. Some guy saying it's horrible for, and that, you know, promoting ghouls and goblins and, and blood and guts and worms crawling out of skulls, eyeballs, and, and the kids, all the kids eating chocolate and uh, parents getting hammered in their front yards and handing out candy is bad for civility. And I'm like, Dude, go jump off a bridge <laughs> with a cinder block tied to your ankle. Is there anything cooler than Pharrelloween? Honestly, I love driving around and seeing people's like setups in their yards and like haunted houses way better than I like Christmas lights. I got to tell you, Christmas is really good. It's awesome. I love it. That's great. I don't want to offend anyone. I know how sensitive people get about Christmas. You're not allowed to say Christmas anymore or Merry Christmas. Well, screw that too. And I just think Halloween is fantastic, Joe. I can't stop eating chocolate. Well, it's not just the chocolate, Scotty. I love the, the Halloween costumes for the parties for the adults, baby. So right. yeah, I'm with you. You know, forget the outside. Give me a give me a little, you know, skin tight outfits, and I'll check that out for Halloween as well. There you go. I like that. So a little uh, costume parties and people yeah, dressing why not? up. Yeah, I think it's the adults. Awesome. There you go. All right. You know what? Uh, Devontae Adams uh, was not dressed up last night because apparently he wasn't wearing his uniform because Jimmy G doesn't throw him the ball. Uh, We all know what happened. The Lions handled the Raiders 26-14. We welcome our radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 159, Sports Byline, all their affiliates out of San Francisco. Deepak holding it down for us. Good to have you with us on C2C with uh, Joe Lisi. I'm Pharrell in New York. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, what a game. 189 total yards, a big touchdown that was the cover. Ross St. Brown, 108 yards. Laporta, a touchdown. The Raiders looked miserable. Uh, one pick, one lost fumble. Lions, a pick, two lost fumbles. It was ugly, but the Lions are now 6-2. and two. The Raiders are 3-5. and five. Here's Jameer Gibbs. What a badass running for 27 yards in the third quarter to give the Lions a 23-14 lead on the Lions. Radio Network. Goff takes the snap, gives to Gibbs. Gibbs bounces through a hole. There it goes outside. 20, Gibbs, 15, Gibbs, 10, and getting to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Oh, baby, what a run. What a run. I got to tell you, Joe, I think, you know, for my money, and I don't deny Montgomery's good. I, I, I do think he's good. I think Gibbs is better. I think Gibbs is more exciting. And the way this guy slams into people, like he's going all out like, I am here. I am not messing around. I will light you up. I will run through you. And he's fast as all hell. 
Yeah, he's like an Alvin Kamara. He's a young Alvin Kamara, and he did that in terms of Alabama and Tuscaloosa. The ability to go from point A to point B, Scotty, in a flash is unbelievable. He catches the edge. He's absolutely gone. He's a different running back than David Montgomery. Montgomery does his dirty work between the tackles. Gibbs gets out on the perimeter, utilizes his vision, his cutback ability, great pass-catching skills. So I'm with you. Jameer Gibbs has a ton of upside, great addition to this offense. And I have to say, it's 6-2 and two overall. It goes Philadelphia, and then I would put Detroit as the second-best team in the NFC right now. The way that defense is playing, you can't run on them, just like Philadelphia. They're playing lights out right now, dominant effort. And Josh McDaniels, I mean, this guy coaches this team down, second stint as head coach. When does he get the boot from Mark Davis in Las Vegas now? I mean, he has just been awful as a head coach. Uh, Just absolutely awful. Both jobs, horrible. Then his reputation for walking out on uh, the Colts, uh, that was bad enough. Now he gets this job, and he's been, uh, he's just been stench city. Let's hear from the ripped coach of the Lions, Dan Campbell, talking about Gibbs. We wanted to get Gibbs going, you know. Uh, We wanted to be able to establish the run. Um, and you could tell he was feeling it. You know, he was starting to I, – I, every week he's just gotten a little bit better and a little bit better, and I thought last week was his best game, and this week certainly uh, surpassed that. And I think the more he gains his own confidence in his own abilities in this league, he's just going to continue to grow. And I think this was kind of the tip of the iceberg, if you will, for, for what he – is able to do and going to be able to do. So really proud of him. I was proud of that old line too. I mean, they just battled. So um, it was good to see. I got to tell you, Joe, I think that uh, this guy's done a hell of a job in Detroit. They have stunk my entire life. I mean, they've had a couple of appearances with Wayne Fonts, whatever, but they never won. They never won in the playoffs, and and they never made the playoffs. And when they did, they lost. They were one and done every time. And this guy, actually, I've always mocked the Thanksgiving game. It shouldn't be on television every year. We got to watch this terrible franchise uh, play on Thanksgiving. It ruins my day every year. Watching my, uh, you know, in-laws and all my relatives get hammered drunk as the day goes on, start talking bad about me in front of me. Uh, And then I got to watch the Lions. But this year, I'm actually looking forward to watching them. And when they're on, I think they are must-see football And I think the game that they laid the egg in Baltimore, that was my concern, Joe, because I'm with you that I I was saying on this show every day with Carver High, get ready for a divisional semi in Philly between the Lions and Eagles. It's coming because they're the best team. Uh, And when everyone was nobbing the Niners, I said that the Lions were the team, but I lost that faith when they had that stinker in Baltimore because not that they lost big, but they quit. They quit that right. day in the first quarter. They quit. They He won't admit it. No one will admit it. But you saw the game. They quit. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson ripped them for 357. The secondary statistically is a little bit weaker than the front seven, but they've been coming around now, especially when you look at that performance against Jimmy Garoppolo, shut down Devontae Adams. So I'm with you. It's great to see in terms of Detroit over 500 competing, not just for a division title, but potentially maybe an NFC championship. So dynamic performance by Dan Campbell. Great, great coach and deserves coach of the year. At least some talk and hype this year. Let's see if we got this Devontae Adams. Here he is trying to not answer questions. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know what to say at this moment. I, I truly don't. I wish I had the, the words to, you know, to say something that's not going to get blown up in the media and, and taken out of context. So I'm going to just, uh, I truly I just don't know. Wow, this guy's miserable playing in Vegas. I think he regrets going there without a doubt. No, definitely. But and now, who's going to trade for him? And do the Raiders want to get rid of their their best asset? All right, we got a lot going on. We're going to hear from a bunch of coaches around the league. We're still rolling with NFL Pain Day. Skinny with Joe Lisi. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Along with my good buddy, uh, Joe Lisi, uh, I always love uh, talking college football with Joe. Uh, we used to do it every Friday uh, on the radio show, and he's just magnificent. Uh, his passion for college football, and I'm obsessed with it as well. I got a massive gambling problem, uh, and I just go crazy <laughs> on Saturday. I mean, it's really, honestly, it's bad for my health. We'll talk about that later, though, when we get into the college scene. It's great to have you here today, Joe. Always love working with you. Um Kevin O'Connell says it's on him uh, to get Cousins replacement ready. We all know what's happening here. Uh, They got Josh Dobbs, but it looks like Jaron Hall will get the start against the Falcons this week. Here's the head coach of the Vikings. You know, what we've done offensively here uh, since we first arrived, um, I mean, even somebody that played previously um, here, uh, you know, in, a, in last year's training camp, um, it's, it's different. It's, it's evolved. It's constantly evolving. Uh, Kirk has quite honestly given me the opportunity, uh, you know, to, to coach him hard, but we've kind of done it together in a way where the evolution of this offense is really kind of morphed, you know, in different directions based upon, you know, the last few weeks with JJ out or uh, previously adding TJ middle of the season or you know whatever it's been um, so I, th- I think it is a challenge but uh, you know that's our job as coaches is regardless of when a player arrives um, or if it's a player's rookie year um, whatever the timetables you'd love to be able to be comfortable with very rarely do you get that gift mid-season in the NFL so that's that's our jobs and, and I'm going to take it as my personal responsibility to make sure whoever goes out there to play quarterback for us is prepared and ready that all sounds good Joe but look <laughs> and I think that they were uh really turning the corner with Cousins and winning they kicked the Packers ass and then this guy tears his Achilles and I'm sorry, any way you slice the Sicilian pie, their season's over. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah, I mean, I don't see them going very far with Jaron Hall or Josh Dobbs. I will say Jaron Hall, the kid could ball a little bit, Scotty. He started at BYU last year. He has a live arm. He could throw it deep. He could throw it in terms of outside the hashes. And he does, you know, can utilize his legs for the RPO game. So he can bowl a little bit. I actually think he's more mobile than Zach Wilson, you know, the former BYU starter. So if they utilize that part of his game, then maybe they can win some matchups and still be effective. But expecting this kid or even Josh Jobs to put up 350-plus, even without Justin Jefferson in that lineup, is absolutely ridiculous. I, I hope they could do it, but I think it's going to be an uphill battle. So my uh, assessment of it is, uh, you know, you know way more about him than than I do because I don't give a rat's ass about BYU football. Right. And I, but look, I don't care how good he is in college or how live his arm is or how quick he is and everything else. He's going to get eaten alive in the NFL. He's never played. And they are going to take him to school, to the woodshed, like veteran players do, big money veteran players on teams. If you notice, like I'm watching games, like I see everyone 
Like the parody's unbelievable. You know, last right. night the Lions, you get the Peters pick, and the Raiders were hitting, stripping balls under Crosby. These guys are all getting paid millions of dollars. They mean business. And they got no time for some, uh, you know, green rookie out of BYU who's stepping into those shoes. They'll take they him. No running game. They're they going to no kill him. Either. Right. And he might, you know, if from the betting aspect, maybe we start playing Minnesota overs because if he is going to force turnovers, they have no running game. They're a run, rushing attack heading into that ball game. Even against Green Bay, it was only averaging around 74 yards per game. They're totally and completely one-dimensional. One so I, I, does that change with Jaron Hall? Is O'Connell going to go all of a sudden, you know, more, you know, sustained ball control type of attack? We'll see. But I'm, I'm with you. He's probably going to be turnover prone. I might start playing Minnesota overs from here on out, even with Dobbs as well. Well, I think they're going to let Hall play this week. And no matter what, even if he wins, my guess would be they'll go to Dobbs. And even in that situation, I think they're dead. What do you think of Tomlin saying, we'll see how it goes, and Pickett saying, I'm playing? Have you noticed that touchdown Kenny, in my view, has constantly got some problem? One week, it's he got a concussion. The next week, it's his ribs. The next week, it's his calf, his leg. Like, do you think he'll play on Thursday night against Levis in Tennessee? Uh, Tomlin says, we'll see. Pickett says, I'm playing. I think he will play. And again, uh, you you want him out there, right? Going up with Will Levis making a second career start. And I understand Levis stepped up against Atlanta, but I think it's a different animal. Even though Pittsburgh could be thrown on statistically, this is still Mike Tomlin. This is still the Steelers' defense. And I expect them to step up. This is a game I think they win because of the inexperience of Will Levis. They force him to read coverage. I could see that secondary getting a couple of interceptions, and then Pittsburgh will grind it out. But I do expect Kenny Pickett to be under center Thursday night. So you don't think that uh, Tennessee is live at three, getting three, with the way that kid played uh, in Nashville. You think on the road against that defense without Minka, and possibly, possibly no Pickett. Listen, if it's Mitch Trubisky, does that change your opinion? No, because I still think, look, I, and those are two great stars, right? T.J. Watt, Minka. Minka's the leader of that secondary. But playing on the road is a different animal than playing at home. And I'm not a big buyer in terms of Atlanta's secondary. I don't think Atlanta has a dominant defense. He did what he had to do, and he lit their ass up for, you know, four touchdowns. But this is a different animal on the road. And even though he's got Derrick Henry there, I'm telling you, I would back Pittsburgh in that spot. I know that Pittsburgh lost last week to Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville, in my opinion, second best team in the AFC. I think they're playing well. I think they're They're way well. better than the Steelers, and they proved it. And I yeah. bet on Jacksonville laying two. Uh, our boy Blue is going mm -hmm. to the game in my seats. Is he? He's taking his son, I think, to his first Steeler game Thursday night in the Steel City. Our boy Blue going to the Titans-Steelers game, sitting in the end zone with all the hooligans and drunks where I sit in my section. They don't even <laughs> like me, let alone our boy Blue. All right, uh, Matt LaFleur, the genius. You remember? He was a genius. I'll tell you why he's a genius, because he had Aaron Rodgers around. Now he's just an idiot. <laughs> because when you don't have Aaron Rodgers around, how much of a genius does he look like these days? The Packers are hair dryer city. Here's their genius. Yeah, we're, we're going to shake some things up in terms of our process, you better. Uh, our weekly rhythm and um, how we operate weekly Wednesday rhythm. through Saturday to try rhythm. to get this thing going a little bit quicker to make sure that we're extremely intentional and deliberate and about uh, just there's a limited amount of reps that go throughout the course of the week in terms of practice and then you got your walkthroughs and just trying to be a little bit more intentional and making sure that we're giving our guys what they need in order to go out there and play fast and, and execute at a higher level so um, those are kind of more along the changes that we're, we're making moving forward Unbelievable. Uh, I thought that love was awful in, in, green, in the Green Bay game at Denver 
And this week against the Vikings, he was even worse. When they got down yeah. to the 15 yard line twice, those were the worst two possessions maybe I've seen from any team the entire season. They couldn't even sniff the end zone. They couldn't even get a field goal. They couldn't do anything. Yeah. They're pathetic. No. That's it. They yeah, suck. you're right. No, I was wrong on Green Bay. They have lost very close games. It's due to LaFleur. It's due to Jordan Love. Uh, when we come back, Davis Lee Roth Maddock getting involved. He's going to talk about the World Series. He's even got some action tonight in football in the NBA. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a whole new jungle. This is The Lion's Share. Brought to you by BetMGM. All right, Davis Lee Roth Maddock joins us. You can catch him on uh, Fantasy Sports today, Saturday morning, 7 to 9 Eastern with Scoop Mish. I wonder, um, and you see him every day on C2C. Just while I even think of Scoop Mish, uh, I think they should replace Kim Ng with Scoop Mish. I think Scoop should take over the Marlins and run the team. How do you like them apples? I would love those apples. I think Craig, uh, I think he would, <laughs> take, I think he would take to that. Yeah, he'd give me a job. He'd take to that like a fish to water. He knows all these GMs. He'd be lighting up the phones. I mean, come on. You tell me, you tell me Craig would be a bad GM of the Miami Marlins. He'd, he'd have nope. them as an 85 win team in no time. Like, honestly, like Jeter left there. She left there. It's obvious why they both left. The people that own that team don't know what they're doing. And these baseball people are miserable working for them. And when they said they were going to hire a head of baseball ops over her, she ran out the door. I would think she'll have a job in five minutes. What's funny is about Craig is, you know, Craig's a real professional guy. Like he is, I mean, I have him on the show a lot and I'll, I'll try to get him to, you know, start laughing and joking around and I try to rib him and give him the business and he's just having none of it. Like he's like, he is just like almost every general manager in sports. He is as cool and calm and suit and tie as anyone I know. And I mean that in a totally loving respectful way i love scoop he knows that i'm friends with him but like i think he'd be great in the job to be honest with you i think they're idiots the marlins oh well i i kind of i kind of think they're idiots too but yeah craig would be awesome at that job you're right dude dude suffers no fools he is there to get a job done he can compartmentalize i think that's a big part of being a gm you know he's got one part of his life there another part of his life there i i think we start this campaign i think we get our boy (laughs) scoop to the front office of the Miami Marlins. He probably and I'll move back. Probably- I'll move back to yeah. Miami 
I'll be the play-by-play -play guy. And, uh, you know, I lived there for a long time and worked with the Marlins when they beat the Yankees in the World Series that whole season. I worked with the Marlins. And when I started doing stuff with the Marlins, they were in, like, last place. And they were drawing 3,000 fans a night. I had my own section, uh, an entire section, the Pharrellavidians of drunks and junkies. And I gave tickets out, and we filled it every night. Everyone just partied and wailed and drank beer. And then the next thing you know, they were in the World Series and won it all. The greatest baseball story ever that season. I'll never forget it. All right, tonight, game four, the Rangers have won nine straight on the road. Suddenly, uh, they looked like last night, they win again, like they're taking over the World Series. Yep, that is, uh, that's, how I, that's how I see it as well. Took the Rangers last night. Spoiler alert for the lion's share, taking the Rangers again tonight. I do got to say something, though. And I think this is a little bit of me getting, you know, I'm, I'm getting up there in years, Scotty. Something about a bullpen game in the World Series kind of kind of irks me kind of grinds my gears a little bit to be going into game four of the world series with both teams planning on going to their bullpen early heaney will go probably deeper than mantiply will for the diamondbacks and the diamondbacks do have a good bullpen so i'm not even saying it's stupid i think it's a, a good strategy by the diamondbacks to try and maximize their matchups also john gray did get used i think earlier than the rangers were anticipating in this series so he's not going to be available tonight but I, I don't know. Don't you think that's kind of weird to go to a bullpen game this early? Oh, I do. And I also, you know, you and I have had this conversation like last week where I said, I think that the uh, Diamondbacks bullpen is better than the Rangers bullpen. And it's been the opposite. The Rangers have been better at everything. Like John Gray last night, right? So... Uh, I am surprised that as great as they were in the series against like the Brewers and the Dodgers and the Phillies, that they haven't been able to get that going uh, in the World Series. The same thing that got them there is going to cost them the series, right? I agree with you on bullpen games, but they got bigger problems than who's pitching in the first inning. They got nobody getting anybody out. How much does that... Uh, you know, it's killing them. And then does Texas losing Garcia affect them moving forward or do they roll anyway? I think they probably roll anyway because they're just a better team. I mean, Corey Seager is having this phenomenal series. I, I just, I think, you know, the, the Diamondbacks, it's an amazing story. Like, it's huge for that market. The team made a ton of money. I hope they, you know, return some of that money onto the on-field product this offseason. You know, I hope that this is not just money going back into to, uh, pockets of the ownership or whatever. But the Rangers just won through 25, man. They are a better team, better pitching staff, much better lineup. I mean, Garcia is, like, don't get me wrong, Garcia, huge loss. But the Rangers, I, I think, you know, when the, the margins are this fine, when the pressure is this high, the better team is, is going to prevail, you know, 60% of the time or so. And the Rangers, to me, are the better team. Yeah, if they win tonight and make it 10 in a row on the road, is it over? Yeah, I think it's over. I mean, I guess you would hesitate to say it's over because I also kind of thought that that Philly series was over after the Phillies went up 2-0. But feels like the Rangers do probably close it out. I mean, obviously, they have another Scherzer start coming. I think Scherzer is going to be a huge favorite. Not a huge favorite, probably like minus one. 25 or whatever and that and i also think it's kind of one of those things where like the rangers just have a lot of veterans they are a team with like who just play a bunch of guys who are over 30 and things like that and i kind of think that's a little bit of an edge here in this series just having more guys who have played high leverage spots in major league baseball before did you happen to see uh mookie betts going on and on about trevor bauer uh, and standing up for Trevor Bauer and saying that he loves him and thought he was an awesome uh, teammate, an awesome pitcher, and that he is basically calling out to all the major league teams to give him a job back in the show after he's been in Japan. What did you think of that? What's your reaction to uh, Betts going out on that limb? Did not love that. Did not love that. Thought that was really just sort of, I don't know. It feels like, 
don't know if it's missing the forest for the trees, but it's like, okay, fine. Maybe Trevor Bauer and his interpersonal relationship with Mookie Betts, maybe they are good buddies. Maybe they, maybe they like to hang out. But all of the public evidence, I mean, honestly, even disregarding the case that got Trevor Bauer, you know, banned from Major League Baseball, which I think they basically did the right thing. It, he's just a jerk, man. I mean, Trevor Bauer, when he interacts with reporters on social media, wherever, it's like there is a reason that people are ready to believe the worst about Trevor Bauer, and it's because he portrays himself in, in just like a very aggressive, kind of annoying way. I, I don't really like Trevor Bauer. I don't really understand what would cause Mookie Betts to stand up for him like this. Like my my just kind of kind of made my stomach turn a little bit, being like Mookie Betts. Like this story's over, man. We don't gotta we do not have to be talking about Trevor Bauer anymore. Why are you bringing this up? Well, now that he has brought him up, and now that he has done well as usual in Japan, he was like the best pitcher in that league. Do you think, two years removed from Major League Baseball, that he could come back to uh, the MLB scene and be as good as he was, or has that ship sailed? I bet he comes back. I mean, honestly, I just think it's kind of one of those things where maybe maybe teams wait another year. Maybe they wait until midseason, you know, something like that. But it just it does feel... Like Major League Baseball teams, I mean, they've given chances time and time again to all kinds of guys who are, you know, who have done worse things or done, you know, not not even to put them on a scale, but just who have done, who have broken the law before. So I bet Bauer does come back to Major League Baseball at some point. All right. So we know you're on the Rangers tonight to win game four. That's a done deal. So let's move on to your other three plays. Let's start with the college football play. You're going to go. It looks to me like uh, with a little road action here. Yeah, so we are going to start by taking our Buffalo Bulls. They are on the road at Kent State. The Buffalo Bulls, I mean, one, just love to see the return here of the Maction Conference USA, the Sun Belt. You know, that's all That's all been good. But the Buffalo Bulls, or the Northern Illinois, actually, my bad. We, we got the Northern Illinois Huskies here in the spot. They have this running back. He had 280 yards, Antoine Brown, a couple weeks ago. They are just your classic Maction team. They run the ball. They play good defense. Central Michigan, actually, you know, Central Michigan's making headlines right now because they're involved in this crazy sign-stealing story here for uh, for regular Michigan University. But Northern Illinois, they're pretty much the class of the Maction most years, so we're riding with them six and a half points on the road. And you're taking a couple of uh, NBA plays to the window tonight. One uh, in the Knicks-Cleveland game. Is that about right? Yeah, I don't think I don't think that uh, this is going to be a pretty popular pick. I, I bet the Knicks are going to have quite a bit of tickets here. Look, I, I like the Knicks. The Knicks are a good regular season team. They absolutely smoked the Cavs in the playoffs last year. But right now, in a weird way, without Jared Allen playing, the Cavs look really good. And I got us a player prop here. Jeremy Sohan, over four assists for the San Antonio Spurs. The market's just off here. He's basically been playing point guard with Wembenyan out there. So these, these numbers are just off. All right, so you got a little piece in that Spurs-Suns game as well. All right, uh, Davis, great stuff. Enjoy game four tonight and the college football and NBA. We'll see you again tomorrow on Coast to Coast. Thanks, brother. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, back with Joe Lisi again. Uh, let's start with uh, Nick, don't call me Joe Satriani, Sirianni, the Eagles coach, talking about Jalen Hurts and pimping for John Tortorella here. Here we go. I just think there's a lot of different variables with that. Um, and, and if there is something, you know, we'll, we'll try to uh, unplug it. But, uh, you know, um, he just played an outstanding game, uh, and, he's, and he's been on a little bit of a roll here. Uh, lately and man he played really good he played really good yesterday really good um you know and and we all saw that and you know tough leader um can beat you a lot of different ways and he, and he beat and he beat the team with it was with his arm yesterday uh, you know i want to ask you about this uh joe because uh, to be honest with you uh, you know, I'm not that worried about his knee, to be honest. Like, I'm not, like, freaking out, like, oh, it's going to, you know, come back to haunt him. It's going to be an issue down the road, but you never know. And I guess right. my real question is, like, I don't think beating Washington twice is really uh, climbing the highest tree in the forest. But I think that uh, the Cowboys game this week is going to be a better gauge of where he is because with the knee, at the very least, because, you know, you heard him say he beat him with his arm. He didn't have to run. Right. Well, he going to be running for his life against Parsons and that Cowboy pass rush if Dallas finally shows up for a big game. I don't know what their problem is. Uh, we've seen them before against the Niners. They don't show up for big games, and we've always seen them in the playoffs not show up for big games. Are the Cowboys going to show up for this game? This is a tough one, Scotty. I mean, I expect their offense to show up now. Do they pull it out as a three-point dog on the road? And in Lincoln Financial remains to be seen. I think the one bet that I would make right here, right now, is based off of last week from what I saw from Jalen Hurts in that offense and what I saw with Dak against the L.A. Rams. I'm banking on the over. Everybody thought the Miami Eagle game would be the, the game where we just saw points of plenty. I think both offenses are hitting stride, even though the Eagles turn the football over multiple times. I feel confident in the over in this ballgame. I lean to the Eagles at home. Don't love it early on, but the over I do like in terms of this matchup. Are you on the Eagles right now to win the NFC, the whole thing? Yep. Yes, and the one thing about Sirianni, you know, I like his fire. I don't know about you, but you know what? I like a coach that starts yelling at the owner in terms of Ross and what what he did in terms of that situation with Miami. I, I like that type of fiery type of coach. He coaches his team up. He always finds a way to gut it out. A team is always prepared. So right here, right now, clearly head and shoulders, the best team in the NFC. All right, let's uh, listen to the Rams coach now, Sean McVay, talking about Matt Stafford's uh, sprain in his right thumb. He has a uh, UCL sprain um, of his right thumb, and he will be day-to-day. So uh, what's your confidence level that he would be able to play on Sunday? Yeah, I think we're taking it a day at a time. Um, you know, we definitely have to get some contingency plans in order. We've obviously got Brett Rippon on the uh, on the roster, and um, you know, those, there's some other possibilities that we'll explore, and that we're kind of in the midst of, uh, you know, working through. Uh, once I get off with you guys today, that that would wow. would um, it be correct to assume you're looking at signing another quarterback? Yeah, that, that's a that's a safe possibility to say. Yeah, Do you think trouble. that? Uh, that they're going to beat the Packers at Lambeau uh, with the situation that they're under right now. Because, look, they got a problem, and the Packers have all kinds of problems. Right, yeah. The the one thing that I think the Packers can do is potentially run the football with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Now, I know Jones isn't 100% healthy with the hamstring, but I still like Dillon running the football and then working off a play action with Jordan Love. 
I mean, if Stafford can't go and it is Brett Rippon, that would be the game plan for Green Bay to potentially grind out this victory at home. Again, I lean to Green Bay because I'm not right now sure, sure if Stafford's going to play. But if Stafford does play, then that's a different animal. I would take Stafford as long as he's 80% and he can throw short-term intermediate to Cup and Puka Nakua. They should be able to grind this victory out somehow, some way. All right, so uh, Kyle Shanahan is saying that he's not going to bench Brock Purdy uh, despite right. the three-game slide. Now, I'm under the assumption that they have a bye this week. They're not playing, right? Is that about right? I think I they're off. So, yes. Yep, I think off. they're off. So, uh, how many more losses do you think they're going to put up with uh, with Brock Purdy? Because these guys, I got to be honest with you. Now, look, I think Lynch and Shanahan have been drinking this guy's Kool Aid for a year and a half now. And I mean, uh, you know what? Carver High and I call him Brock Montana for a reason. They made this guy out to be the greatest quarterback that ever lived in about 10 weeks. Like, he was – You're right. This, he, I mean, this guy was so great. And then now this year they're saying, oh, he's living in an apartment. He's driving a beat-up car. He's got roommates. He can't make any money. But now he's losing, and he's throwing picks. And maybe he is Mr. Irrelevant. What do you think is going to happen with Purdy? Is he going to turn it around and make the Niners a contender – or is he going to keep losing and get benched? Well, I hear, here's the thing. What's baseline? Baseline to me is 500, right? You start to slip under 500. They're 5-3 five and three right now. So you go with Brock Purdy. But the problem that I have, Scotty, with Brock Purdy is, you know, he, he claimed that he was this elite processor. And, you know, when the game was on the line against Minnesota, with a, a minute and 10 left, he threw an interception. He didn't lead his team from behind. We saw him in, in terms of a situation trailing against Joe Burrow. Can't find a way to pull that ball game out. Multiple turnovers now in, in three straight weeks to three losses. So not only is he not making big plays, he's turning the football over. And where is the confidence to lead his team and elevate his team to the next level? Like a player like Jalen Hurts, like a young quarterback like Joe Burrow, or even the best, if we're if we're anointing him MVP, let's right, look at right. Patrick Mahomes, right? When, when the game is on the line, I'll give you a bet. When you got two minutes, you could pick your quarterback. Are you betting on Mahomes, Burrow, or Hurts, or are you going to bet on Brock Purdy to lead that team from behind? You tell me. A, B, and C. Right. A any of the That's above. A uh, yeah, it really is becoming a problem. And I got to be honest with you, I'm enjoying their problem. Uh, <laughs> so the Jets signed Roger Saffold, my buddy, uh, to the practice squad with the intent to promote him to the active roster. They could use him. Uh, the Bills signed touchdown Lenny, playoff Lenny. Uh, Leonard Fournette to the practice squad. Jack Harlow is going to perform at the uh, Lions-Packers halftime at the Thanksgiving game in Detroit. And a judge dismisses Brett Favre's defamation lawsuit against Shannon Sharp. I got to be honest with you real quick. I'm sick and tired of hearing about Brett Favre and his lawsuits and, and who he's suing. He and, and he's up against the state of Mississippi. Like, I give a rat's ass about anything. No offense, everyone in Mississippi. I just don't give a, a rat's ass about you. Okay? Is and he you don't care about me either, so we'll get along just fine. What? Is he doing those infomercials with the copper, you know, the copper knee strap yeah. that he used to put on, you know? Could yeah. still throw it like I'm back in Southern Miss. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, so the Rangers beat the D-backs on the road 3-1 in Game 3 of the World Series like I was talking about with uh, Davis Maddock. Uh, Corey Seager, a two-run homer in the third. They're 9-0 and on the road in the postseason. Scherzer left with back spasms. He's always got something. Garcia left uh, in the eighth, grabbing his torso, whatever that means. Here's Seager's big two-run bomb. How about that statistic? Well, let's go home. <laughs> Here's Corey Seager, who swings and drives one deep to right. It sails way out of here. Corey Seager with a line drive home run, a good dozen rows into the seats in right. He's given Texas a 3-0 lead. He's on his way to an MVP. That was on the Rangers radio network. Here's Bruce Bochy. Have you ever seen anything like how this guy wins rings? 
No, not at all. I mean, great, great manager. And again, you know, Arizona, they get there. And, and the, the stage is big right now. I mean, Texas was the most consistent team heading into this World Series right now. You heard it 9-0 in regards to their road record. They're dominating. Let's listen to Bochy. Here we go. Well, it wasn't so much a strategy. Yeah, the guys just threw the ball well. Now, those nine runs, you know, they get away from us late. That was a tight ball game, two to one, and uh, just got away late in that game. But that's what it comes down to, and defense. I mean, you look at what those guys uh, did tonight, Dolly. I mean, what a throw he made at home. Uh, of course, Corey, you know, getting that big double play. Josh Young, the ball that deflected off of Max. Uh, it's just a great game defensively, and shows you what defense can do. It can win a ball game for you and help us win uh, tonight. So the guy won, uh, he's won three pennants with three different teams. He's won rings, obviously, three of them, I think, with San Francisco. He's going to win another one in Texas. It really is crazy what Bruce Bochy does when he's managing a major league team. It really is crazy. Here's uh, his counterpart, Tori Lavulo, talking about uh, not bashing the umps. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're trying to get me in trouble. I know. Uh, I know the world's watching right now. I mean, I'm not happy about it. Um, I know that if it if they were off the plate and there were missed calls, they got to tighten it up. Just this the same as every, I'd say that to everybody. But I will say this: that the umps are doing their absolute best. Um, ball's moving at high velocities. It's, it's getting manipulated at home plate. But yeah, there there were some um, calls that didn't, didn't go our way today. Was that the difference in the game? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, they took advantage of it. Let's put it that way. If they were missed calls, they took advantage of it and won the baseball game the way they needed to. Human error. Uh, look, I mean, the strike that they're talking about in the ninth inning was, you know, it was a half a foot off the plate. I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> it, it was. A, it was Joe. It was a half a foot off the plate. Right. I mean, like it was terrible. And I, you know, I'm sorry. I go, uh, I go NFL and Major League Umps and NBA in that order of who's the worst. I think the NFL refs are the absolute dregs of society. The the geriatric club that they are, they're the, they can't even get out of the way. They're so fat and old. And I think the Major League Umps are are just as embarrassing as ever. You wonder why they're putting robots in minor league games. And NBA refs are just all on the take to begin with. <laughs> I'm with you in regards to the inconsistency in terms of all refs. It's amazing in terms of game to game, week to week, and in terms of the World Series, biggest game of the season and biggest series of the season, you have inconsistent umpires calling plays. It's absolutely ridiculous, Scotty. Listen, uh, the uh, NBA refs, people can say whatever they want, but they hold grudges. They make calls against guys they don't like, which is what I'm talking about being on a take. It's absolutely ridiculous. Do we have the odds for tonight's game, the game four today? Yep. Show those. Here they are. These are the odds for game four tonight. It's a pick um, either way. Do we have the odds for the World Series real quick? That's how quick Pharrell is today. Look at this. Still, Texas minus three bills. Arizona, you can get them at plus 240. Game four tonight in the desert at the chase. Diamondbacks better win or they're going to be in big trouble, mister. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um. Carver High said if I work for him today, he'll let me do today in Carver High history. So I agreed. 1950, Earl Lloyd, the big cat, becomes the first African-American to play a game in the NBA. 1967, Giants pitcher Mike McCormick wins the Cy Young. 72, Gaylord Perry of the Indians wins the AL Cy Young. 73, Tom Seaver wins the NL Cy Young. 88, the first Monday night NFL game comes to Indianapolis for the first time as the Colts beat the Broncos. 55-23, 87, the Rams, Colts, and Bills complete a three-team trade that sends Eric Dickerson to Indianapolis. Ten players involved. 93, 25 people are killed during a Ghana Ivory Coast Soccer match. 94, Venus Williams makes her pro debut at 14 at the Bank of West Classic in Oakland, Cali. 95, the Devils agree to stay in New Jersey. Thank God. They have nothing else in New Jersey. (laughs) At least they have the Devils. Honestly, what do they have? Gardens? I've never seen a garden in New Jersey in my life. I'm just being honest. 2003, the soul surfer, Bethany Hamilton, has her arm bitten off by a shark at age 13 while serving in Hawaii. She still surfs. God bless her. 2004, the Steelers snapped the Pats. 21-game winning streak with a 34-20 win in the Steel City. We got it here for you. Listen to this. And then on a blitz on Brady. That was one of the greatest days of my life. I hate Tom Brady. I love the Steelers. I need him to win on Thursday night. I don't have time for this mafia, all this losing. Although I did bet on the Jaguars, uh, Joe, on uh, Sunday, laying the two. I thought that was a good bet. The Jaguars mean business. I mean, they are, like, to me, on their way. Kansas City and, and Jacksonville are the two best teams. Right? Are they not the two best teams in the AFC? I think they are. And then I agree with Joe. Lions and Philly, I'm not putting the Niners in the Super Bowl like everybody else. Uh, they got to prove more to me after losing three in a row. When we come back, we're going to hear from our boy Rich Sermonello from the Maxwell Club. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.